Hello and welcome to the Alia Yoga Podcast. I am coming to you live today from my apartment in Tel Aviv, Israel. I'll be here for the month and it is just so humbling to be in a place and not speak the native language. I have tremendous respect for people who come to America, come to Europe, or go to wherever, and English isn't their first language, and now they're just navigating in an environment where, you know, you better speak English or else you're not going to be able to talk to anyone. Luckily for me, in Israel, a lot of people speak English, so it's it's not been incredibly difficult, but I definitely can feel a sense of, you know, it would be nice if I could speak Hebrew. Um, but I'm I'm really enjoying my time here and enjoying getting to see and appreciate the culture. And I wanted to talk a little bit today about um, energy that transcends language. Specifically because I am in Israel and I can't speak Hebrew. Um, and so since I've been settling in here, I've started to poke around into different yoga studios. And one of the yoga studios that I've, I went to, classes obviously are in Hebrew. And, um, you know, I just kind of went in and I was like, well, you know, I'll figure it out. Like I can see what other people are doing and, um, you know, I, I feel like my yoga practice is strong enough to be able to carry me through this. And so I went and it was a beautiful experience and I was able to follow the class. Um, and the most interesting thing is that even though I couldn't understand exactly what the teacher was saying, the energy of what the teacher was saying felt so clear to me. Um, one of the teachers was writing a meditation in Hebrew and the energy of what she was saying, the tone of how she was saying it, like just the energy of her whole being, her beingness around it was like, whoa, I'm instantly dropped in. Like I feel like I know what she's saying or conveying at least. And then in another class, um, the teacher after class came up and asked me, use me Hebrew. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> um, I can understand, like, you know, when you say right, left, up, down, center, like just basic, basic things. Um, and she was like, that's so crazy because I felt like your body is responding in a way that tells me you can understand what I'm saying. And so we got into this discussion basically about, you know, my body, my body could hear the tone of what she was saying, could appreciate and receive the energy of what she was saying and would adjust accordingly. And also, you know, my devotion to my yoga practice comes through in that when I enter a pose, I I know what to do. My body knows where to go. My body knows how to settle in. It knows how to move one side back, move one side forward, move one side up. Just make these little micro adjustments so that my body can fully open and stretch into the pose. And so this idea of energy transcending language. Well, the same is true for just dealing with the day-to-day -day things that 
that we deal with or that we get to experience as humans. I've been thinking a lot about what it means to live an extraordinary life (laughs) and what it means to live an unconventional life or to be a traveler, to be a nomad, an artist, um, to unapologetically put your art out into the world and lead a heart-centered life. And so much of what comes up for me is this feeling of fear or worry or a wall. And so it's kind of like getting into a yoga pose where, okay, I'm in Tel Aviv, I'm in this yoga pose, you know, wherever you are, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here in this body. And then there's like a split second where you can you know, let worry, doubt, fear, all of these things come in and think, you know, oh, this is as, you know, it's too good, or I need to close, or I don't want to put any effort, or, you know, I'm just not good enough, or whatever stories come up, whatever stories come up. And so there's that split second where the story comes up. And then there's also the moment where you can say, okay, well, I've been here before. I've been in this pose before. Maybe it didn't look exactly the same. Maybe it's different every day. But having been in this pose before, I know what micro adjustments that I can make so that I can experience the fullness of what the situation has to offer so that I can open into this present moment and not have to exist in a place of not trusting. So, so much of, you know, every time you hit a wall, it's actually a great opportunity because in order to reprogram things in our mind, reprogram things in our body, we have to do things like a trillion times. Like repetition habit is key. So when you see people who can jump into a handstand or just do like beautiful arm balances, it's because they've entered that situation trillions of times to the point where their body was just like, oh, I've been here before and I've done it enough times to know where we're going. I can trust that I can support myself. So the same is true when we come up against these walls or these blocks or these lessons or whatever you want to call it. Whenever you come up against something, you have the opportunity to be like, yes, this is the practice. Like This is the time that I get to rust into my micro-movements to trust into my practices and my habits and open up to what is. So today I woke up and just feeling tired, like I'm just tired. And so funny how being tired can be a trigger. Um, So yeah, and just being tired, I kind of come up against myself and it's like um, some familiar thought patterns of like, oh, you know, you you haven't started the day early enough or you haven't done this or you haven't done that or whatever stories um, I'm coming up against that are part of my emotional history. So today being being conscious of like, oh, interesting, old, old thought pattern tied to being tired. Now tired is the pose and now where I go from there in being in the experience of tired is the practice. So for me, I like to clear my space, clean my space, sage it, uh, meditate, just kind of find some some sense of grounding. And, and from this place, I'm able to lean into a greater trust of 
you know, I've been in this position before, this pose before, and I know what to do, and this is an opportunity to practice. You know, living an extraordinary or unconventional life. So much of the media <laughs> and, you know, whatever else is portrayed into this idea of, like, everything is wonderful, here's my highlight reel, um, you know, I'm seeing all these wonderful things. I'm meeting all these wonderful people. I'm eating amazing food, which is totally true. Mm -hmm. And that can exist alongside like, I'm tired. <laughs> I feel some overwhelm. I'm bloated. <laughs> My body has not adjusted to the food here. <laughs> and so all of, all of that gets to exist within within everything, within every moment. Um, and to <laughs> be in this complete trust of, you know, if I'm tired today, if I'm bloated today, whatever it is, like, I'm just trusting my body. I'm trusting my mind. I'm trusting that I can meet myself where I'm at and wherever I'm at, tired, overwhelmed, happy, joyous, wherever I'm at, I'm trusting that I can lean into an unconditional love for myself and and hold myself wherever I'm at. It's so funny too thinking about this concept of unconditional love. So, you know, we want to practice unconditional love towards other people, our family, whatever. And, you know, my unconditional love practice is really just beginning, I think. Um, or I'm really able to like put a put a face to the name of like what what it is that I'm trying to cultivate within myself because um you know with being on a spiritual journey with having healing practices yoga meditation whatever it is um it can feel really easy to dive into like a spiritual capitalism of like okay I woke up I went for a run I meditated I did x y and z and so now I'm good where when in reality, looking at, you know, the practices that you put in front of you, like accomplishing the certain things every morning, yes, it's good as a practice, but sometimes those tangible practices aren't always available <laughs> when you're traveling or moving around or existing as a human in your body, in your life. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. So that's where the unconditional love practice comes in. And you can see, you know, if you want these tangible practices to be okay with yourself, to be okay with the present, it's kind of like putting a condition on your love for yourself. So in, in embracing unconditional love for yourself, it's meeting yourself where you're at, be it tired, overwhelmed, joyous, whatever it is. And just allowing for whatever experience it is and not being so hard on yourself, like allowing yourself to be really, really gentle with yourself. So I woke up very tired and I was like, I'm just going to lay in bed and have the snuggliest, coziest morning with myself. I'm going to slow roll out of bed, clean my space, do a little meditation and yeah, just thinking about what it feels like to be in trust that everything in my life is happening for me 
and to be in trust that within every pose, within every moment in my mind, I can find a space to make micro adjustments and be available for whatever I'm experiencing. And from this place of not denying myself being tired, not denying myself I'm overwhelmed or whatever it is, from that place, being able to just kind of have like a soft gaze into the day. And then from there, a zoom out into, okay, it's a day in a week and a month and a year. Like zoom out and just see really like, where am I right now? Where have I been? Where am I going? And with this level of zoom out, you know, we might not know where we're going, but when we come into certain poses or certain, you know, ways of being certain emotions, they are all tied and connected to this emotional history that we carry with us. Um, and it's very interesting to notice patterns um, and trends in the ways of relating to self and to life. So for me, I have a very interesting relationship with trust. And so I'm consciously and continually sitting down with myself and expanding this level of trust. My patterned emotions around trust are that I I shouldn't trust. I should worry. I should fear. I should make a plan, plan ahead and protect myself. It's interesting to see that and then be able to look at the ways in which trust has always led me into an expansive, beautiful life, an expansive, beautiful moment, an expansive, beautiful way of being. And there's there's always a tendency to protect myself. Like I think it's so natural as humans to want to protect ourselves. Obviously, we we want to protect ourselves from harm, from illness, etc. But when we know that we're in a place where all of our basic needs are being met, what are we protecting ourselves from? It's almost counterintuitive to protect yourself from being emotionally hurt because then you don't open yourself up into receiving the love that you've always desired. I find myself coming up against, um, yeah, just like a little bit of resistance of, oh, you know, yeah, that would be nice, but I just don't think, you know, I, or I just don't, oh, you know, it's just these little things of like, oh, it's cool, but it's not for me. And it's like, why not? <laughs> why not? Like, <laughs> why can't? I have it all. Like, why can't I open myself up and keep forming this trust, keep allowing this expansion, keep allowing it to lead me into a future that I can't see but is greater than I could ever imagine. And coming to a place within myself where I'm taking a stand for the love and the life that I want and that I deserve and that I know is coming for me. And within that level of trust, I also have to be okay with the heartbreak of not having it. 
Um, so coming to terms with here's what I want, here's what I deserve, here's what I'm available for. And at the same time, if it doesn't happen, I'm good. Like I've got me, I'm holding me and my unconditional love practice for myself, my trust that I'm building for myself, all of these things that I'm devoted to in seeing myself every day and looking at myself in the mirror in my eyes and being like, you are so beautiful. You are so strong. You are so brave. You've overcome so much. Every time you lean into trust, your wildest dreams come true. Every time you lean into trust, you are taught so many lessons. Every time you lean into trust, you open yourself to the blessings that this world has to offer. And this all exists within the same universe of fear, joy, sadness, pain, anger, whatever it is. They all exist within each other. And so being in Tel Aviv, I it's very interesting. I grew up Jewish and went to Hebrew school and Sunday school and youth group and summer camp and all these things. And I really value Jewish culture and traditions. Like I really, really appreciate Shabbat, which is a day of rest from Friday night to Saturday night. And most people, uh, you know, try not to be on their phones. They try to be with friends and family, dinner, and disconnect. Um, and where I find myself not really connecting with Judaism is in the um, teachings of the Torah or just like the the set of beliefs that are right, quote unquote, right. And um, so I don't subscribe to necessarily all of the dogma around Judaism where I've found myself in my life as more leaning towards um, spirituality and Buddhism, Taoism, things like that, yoga. Um, so coming back to Israel, I've been, I think, three or four times before, coming back to Israel with, um, you know, a sense of spirituality, spirituality lying in um, yoga. And what's actually really interesting because spirituality my spirituality has been developing where it, it began as uh, a yoga practice. I think my spirituality really started as a conditional way to love myself. So if I did the yoga, if I did the meditation, then I was good enough. Now, throughout my spirituality journey, it's evolving more into an unconditional love for myself. And within that, there's like an incredible faith. So I don't know if I've ever really experienced faith, quote unquote, um, in growing up through the temple and through Judaism and then kind of getting into spirituality through college and whatever. But now I'm really feeling this like incredible sense of what I think people would call faith, which is like Everything that's happening in my life is perfect. It's happening right on time, and it's happening for reasons that I can't see yet, but I know are 
are for my greatest good. So we took a trip to Jerusalem the other day. And actually in Tel Aviv, I'm I'm living with a cohort of digital nomads from all around the world. And they are such incredible people, truly. Um, so I hope to get some of them onto the podcast and share with you the things that I'm learning from them. Um, but so we all went to Jerusalem the other day. It was like 37 degrees Celsius, 99 degrees Fahrenheit, so hot. <laughs> so we went to Jerusalem, we walked through the old city, and then we went to the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall. So the Wailing Wall is in Jerusalem. It's called uh, the Kotel or the Western Wall. And it's a place of prayer and pilgrimage that's sacred to the Jewish people and also um, many other religions. And it's the only remains of the retaining wall surrounding the Temple Mount, which is the site of the first and second temples of Jerusalem. And it is, um, the, the temple was, the first temple was destroyed by the Babylonians, and the second temple was destroyed by the Romans. Western wall, it's separated into two sides. There's a man's side, men's side, and a woman's side. And um, you're supposed to cover your knees and your shoulders. It's like a very, very um, conservative atmosphere. And so I've been to the wall a couple times before. You write a little note and then you can like fold it up and stick it into the wall. And the note will usually have like a prayer or something in it that you'd like to send out into the universe. And um, so this time I walk up to the wall and I put my hands on the wall. And around me, there's women crying. Um, there's people like bowing, praying, reading Torah. Um, there's just people all around that are just very like sending energy into this wall. And I put my hands on the wall and I can instantly just feel the energy like pop into my hands. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's just such strong, such strong energy. Like my hands were literally vibrating. And I took a moment and kind of like felt my body releasing energy into the wall, like releasing energy of things that weren't serving me. And then just kind of getting into a meditative state and seeing um, seeing what would come through. And I just got this overwhelming sense of like my prayer was or was just like, please let me remember how short this life is. Please let me, rem let me remember how fragile this life is. Like, please let me be present for what is and be in such great appreciation for everything. Just please let me remember how short this life is. This was followed by this like overwhelming sense of gratitude in my body and just like a just little prayers that that were coming out of like health for my family, health for myself, wellness, love, appreciation, a beautiful life. Um, and it just felt really beautiful because I think when I walked up to the wall, I wanted to <laughs> like ask for something like, you know, can I have, um, 
<laughs> you know, my five-year timeline, can it play out like this? And yeah, as soon as I touched the wall and just felt the energy of the wall, it's like, oof, like, <laughs> just remember how small you are. Remember that, like, remember what you're meant here to do. Remember what you came here to do, which is to love and be loved and to express and just be. Um, so it felt like a very beautiful moment to have with the wall. And then I rolled up a little note and I put it into the wall, sent my prayers into the wall. One of my favorite quotes is if you're looking for a spiritual experience look down be where you are you know whatever it looks like for you to live an extraordinary life whatever it may look like on the day whether it's going to a holy site and putting your hands on a rock that is electric and filled with the energy of thousands of people or whether it's waking up tired <laughs> um, or overcoming obstacles in the mind or leaning to trust or whatever it is. All of the different experiences that we have can be thought of as this, as a pose. And so when you get into that pose, when you wake up in the day, when you greet the emotion that's most in front, where can we make micro adjustments to lean into an unconditional love for ourselves and a trust and a faith that everything is happening for you. It's happening for the life that you've always dreamed to be laid out in front of your feet. So all you have to do is just be present and be available and be open and keep trusting that you are worthy of your wildest dreams. So I hope that you feel a bit inspired to greet yourself where you are, where you are, and be gentle with yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. For those who are interested, we have two spots left in the Tulum Retreat, September 30th through October 4th. It's going to be a beautiful time getting together for yoga, meditation, journaling singing dancing exploring and yeah, it's gonna be really beautiful so please let me know if you'd like to know more about it